Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Ladies, at Essentia Health, you're not just a patient. You're a partner in your healthcare journey. We'll get to the heart of your health questions, even the ones you're embarrassed to ask. We'll find solutions to fit your unique needs and lifestyle, because here, we're in it together. Feel confident in your care and in yourself. Schedule a women's health appointment with an Essentia Health provider today. Click the banner to learn more. Everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Zach on Film. Joining us, like always, Stephen Schlager. What a waste of a perfectly good white boy. Hey, and a uh, uh, long time no see, Matthew Peterson. Hey, I was wondering if you'd mind if I took out Beth. Hey, I do mind. So uh, <laughs> this week, we're jumping past 1969. We're done with that decade. Yeah, moving, moving yeah, the, the decade yeah. of 1969. I know we watched a lot of movies from that era, Zach. I know it feels like a decade, but it was only, yeah, yeah, in yeah. reality, uh-huh. one year. And uh, <laughs> it felt like a long time, especially uh, Once Upon a Time in the West felt like, I think, yeah, I mean, that, was a, that was an entire decade to watch it. Right, that, that movie is actually six and a half years long. Yeah, it was actually quite incredible how much time it took. It was like a weird time paradox in between shows. It was it was right. it was amazing. But now we're in the eighties, a great decade, a decade of great films, uh-huh. and we are watching a film uh, by the director, which is just which is just the best name, Savage Steve Holland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you you don't you don't see many directors with nicknames, mm-hmm. or, or I guess I shouldn't presume his. Savage is a nickname. It, I guess, could be his first name, but I'm just guessing no one uh, <laughs> is actually named Savage. Um, but he did better off Fred dead. Savage. Fred well, Savage. for a first name, for a first Doc name. Savage. Doc Doctor is his first name. Clark is Doctor. his first name. Uh, well, Doc, well, you know, yeah, Doc Clark. So Savage Steve Holland this is his movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, better off dead from 1985. Right, uh, a film I had never heard of until Steven's like, "Hey, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this power combo of like teenage eighties movies." I'm like, "All right, cool, man." I cannot believe you've never heard of this movie. Well, it. I mean, I mean, two dollars has gone down. Yeah, in the lexicon or, of pop culture of just yeah. a just a uh, common quote. Common well, co- uh, I phrase. mean, for, first off, I'll say that's not even the best line from the movie. No, it's not. And but second off. You know, waste of a perfectly good white boy is the best line in the yeah, actually, no. that, that, actually, I <laughs> no. think go that way real fast. Is no, the best no, line. the one uh, G, whatever your face is. I'm sorry, G, Ricky. Mom. I'm yeah. sorry, your mom. <laughs> <blew up. laughs> I, I straight up died so much. That was okay, it, that. That is the best yeah. line, and because it, it's just like explosion driving the car. G, Ricky. I'm sorry, your mom blew up. Real sorry, your mom blew up. So flat. So this is cool because this is the first time you've ever seen this movie. Uh, okay. You know, Right. Unfortunately, we should probably lead up a little bit into the story. Right. You only got to see this in SD instead of the Blu-ray or the theatrical. Right. Movie. And so here's a reason, and we're going to get to this later because I'm going to fix this problem somehow. Okay. The, the, this this movie 
is not readily available in the year of 2016. It's, it's I, not available on Hulu, Netflix, iTunes, which I nowhere. just figured is like, oh, duh, it should just be available. Everything there. should be there, right? Yeah. Not on Amazon for streaming. We're all talking about streaming. Mm-hmm. Not Amazon, not iTunes, not Netflix, not Hulu, not, I don't know, Voodoo or whatever that weird thing Walmart does. Oh, it, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah, it's not anywhere, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. This movie is not accessible. You have to buy it in, uh, yeah, you know, VHS. I mean, see, VHS. Like, I just found you can actually get a Blu-ray. Yeah, I got Amazon. the Blu-ray. That's the one that Do I you? had. But okay, I, yeah. I wasn't for sure that I had it because I was like, right. well, I know I've got it, but. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm uh, probably procrastinating a little bit. I'm like, hey, Steven, I cannot find this movie Okay, so <laughs> let's procrastinating a little bit. It is Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I'm in Hutchison, Kansas, <laughs> where I am in the middle of my son's soccer tournament. He's yeah. playing three games in a single day. So. Yeah. We're kind of preoccupied with that. And Zach's like, hey, man, um, I can't find this movie anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, really? I'm like, okay, well, uh, we'll figure something out. And yeah, then yeah. I was like, you know what? We drove by a Hastings on the way to the soccer field, and mm-hmm. I know it's closing. And I know Better Off Dead is a movie that you're, you're going to be able to find in any video rental store or place that sells movies, like a Hastings. Okay. And I said, you know what? They are going out of business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bet I can walk in there and within 10 minutes find that movie. And I said, hold tight. Because originally you were <laughs> going to go over man. to my house and buy it or oh, yeah, borrow yeah, yeah, yeah. it. And then I was like, well, maybe I don't have it because I just have that memory, movie memorized. Right. So in between games, we rushed over to the Hastings, walked in, 10, 10 minutes found it. I mean, it was literally, they've got all their DVDs lined yeah. up for their big going out of business sale. And I go down the Blu-ray line. I was like, well, it's not here. Maybe it was never out on Blu-ray, you know, uh, even though I had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, let me go over to the DVDs. Here's B's, B-E, B-E-T, Better Off Dead. Let's go. Nice. And so I'm I'm in and out. Now, the the price of the movie was $8 on on the cover, right? Uh, But because they're going out of business, 80% (laughs) off. Right. Which means that movie is how much? Uh, $2. $2. $2. (laughs) It's a real steal. Steven being Steven. Had to actually go, I want my $2. No, that's what and, the weird lady behind the counter said. And the children $2. were like, Dad, you're not funny, Dad. Uh, so that was uh, that was how you got your hands on the movies. So. Right. So, I mean, in, in reality, it's not that crazy that I've never stumbled upon this movie before. Are you kidding me? I mean, dude, I've never heard of the director. I've heard of John Cusack. I recognized, like... Five different weird bit players in this movie. I have never heard of this film. Never seen it. Like usually, uh, like through the course of Zach on film, we've watched all these classic movies. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. I've heard that movie here. I've heard this line. Th- I have not heard a single thing from this movie before. Wow, not a okay. single line. All right. You so what's- have heard them? Stephen and I have said them. Yeah, I don't we've said them a lot stuck. of times. I don't-, I don't believe you. So what's this movie about, Zach? Uh, Better off dead is. Uh, you know, it's kind of your typical 80s comedy, almost. Well, so John because, Cusack plays Lane Meyer, who's okay. this high school kid, and he is in love with, oh Beth. gosh, Beth. Yeah, Beth. Uh, just in, just straight up infatuated mm-hmm. with her. All of his room is just lined with photos of Beth. And they live in the, in the, in the state of Northern California. Yep. Um, <laughs> And they, which was weird because I got on the Wikipedia in the uh-huh. middle of watching this movie, and I saw that this movie takes place in the state of Northern California. I'm like, what the frick are they talking about? And then like, they just mean Northern fit, California. And then like ten minutes later, the kid said the line. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, you know, he um, uh, Lane loves this girl, but 
un- unbeknownst to her, she's about ready to fall in love with the uh, new ski captain, or the ski captain who can do the K-12. Yeah. he's super cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Roy and, Stalin. This yeah. guy, Stalin. Yeah. <laughs> Which a weird, weird name. You don't want your kid to be named Stalin. Or that's the last Stalin. That's, well, I mean, that's, still, that's, that's the joke. It, change it, change it. Um, so, uh, she she goes with Stalin, and and Lane is just devastated. And so, he just kind of, it's like, I'm going to kill myself. And so, doesn't ever kill himself. Maybe. Well, yeah, know. because he's Maybe. so depressed. I mean, this is yeah. uh, this is a comedy about suicide, right? Uh, yeah, which was like, this is weird. Extent, right? Yeah. Um, uh, tangentially, yeah. Yeah, um, because he does try to kill himself like three different times in the movies, four mm-hmm. times in the movies. Um, but in the process, it's about you know getting over this and coming uh, overcoming your fears, finding right. your place in the world, and realizing that just because a girl breaks up with you in high school doesn't mean yeah. that's the end of the world. That you only dated for six months. Right. Come on, come on, Lane. Right. I mean, we all get it. We've been there. That that that's yeah. a that's a real relationship in high school. Six months. Yeah. But we can do better. Right. You can do better. So that's pretty much it. It's just Lane living with his wackadoo family yeah. and his crazy Jello Snorton uh, friend yeah. trying to get Beth back by, you know, you know, joining the ski team. And then at well, the he end, was going to be on the ski the team. He was going to be on the, he wanted to join the ski well, that's team good point. regardless. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, based on a true story. You forgot that part. Well, yeah. What? Yeah. This whole movie yeah. is based on a true story. Savage Who's, Steve Holland. So Savage Steve Holland, the director yeah. and the writer of this film in high school, uh-huh. got dumped by his girlfriend yeah. because she wanted to date the captain of the ski team. Oh, okay. He went home, uh-huh. thought he would go ahead and kill himself. Yeah. Threw up a, you know, threw up a, a cable or something Court. over the water pipe. Mm-hmm. Stepped on, on a trash can that he thought would could just give way and just, you know, fall out from underneath him. Mom opens the, or he tries to do it. The trash can falls. He falls into the trash can. The pipe breaks, so he doesn't kill himself. And water is pouring. He's trapped into this trash can. Water is pouring down on him. Uh His mom comes in and starts yelling at him for breaking the water pipe. (laughs) (laughs) Which is is in this movie, as soon as Lane gets uh, dumped by his girlfriend, doesn't make the ski team, goes home. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Beth, dump me, mom. Oh, that's nice, dear. And uh, goes into the garage, gets some jumper cables, tries mm-hmm. to kill himself, and just before he does, he's like, "Wait a minute, this is death. <laughs> this is this is death. I don't I don't want to do that." And his mom opens the door, knocks him over, and he's you know struggling to to not kill himself. And that's where the humor comes in. And I know right. that you know. Listen, I know a lot of people are going to be upset that we're trying to make light of of suicide, but that's you know in this darkness that Savage Steve Holland had when he got dumped on by his girlfriend, mm-hmm. he was able to create a, a a very funny story and each time that Lane is trying to kill himself in this movie, he has this realization that this isn't worth killing yourself over. Mm-hmm. But he does go through this depression cycle, but in the way that the story is told through the non sequiturs and through this uh, wacky comedy, it becomes a funny story. Yeah. So we're not trying to make light of depression, we're not trying to make right. light of suicide, but in this case it's funny. I mean, it, it definitely falls under a dark comedy mm-hmm. type yeah. of thing, oh, yeah, which definitely. is which is it, which is a comedy really for a very certain type of people. Usually, um, people like me who mm-hmm. are you know are weird and yeah, shouldn't yeah. be allowed in oh, society. Yeah. This was oh, this is uh, Lane, Lane's mom in this movie. Yeah, also based on Savage Steve Holland's real mom. Oh god, that's funny. In that she was always doing these McCall's. Um, uh, recipes yeah. <laughs> and sometimes she would just either forget an ingredient or didn't have an agreement uh, ingredient or substitute it with something else and one time for his birthday she gave him frozen dinners for his birthday because God, she knew that, that he so liked weird. the cobbler <laughs> yeah see that was and that was this thing this whole movie like the suicide thing is this really dark humor thing and then 
you get to the Christmas scene, which this movie takes place in like around well, Christmas. Well, no, it takes of. place over a whole year. It starts okay. in the fall and, oh, and runs through the spring. More, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um. So she does a lot of weird stuff in the beginning. Like mm-hmm. she can't cook. I mean, it's like she's like serving them glue. It looks like no, it's like jello. I mean, it's not it raisins jello. in it. it. Yeah. And but then some of the pages it, got she's stuck like, together. She's like the, weird. The words ran right, and then she's giving them Christmas presents, and he's just like stacking up like thirty frozen meals. I'm like, there is something mentally wrong with this woman. Like, well, she's I mean, trying she something has, like, different. Right? Well, I know, but it's like, when I was watching this, I was like, okay, I can get, we can get through this. I'm like, is, is she, is he saying like, she actually has, you know, like a mental handicap or she is like, like not processing the world. So. But then I realized, oh no, this is just a weird, absurdist yeah, yeah, comedy. Is, yeah. It's a, you have yeah. to approach it that way, that this is that, that weirdness right. comedy. And that's the great thing about when I watch this movie. Cause again, I knew nothing about it. I knew John Cusack was right, in it. Right. And it took me half the movie to realize, oh no, this is the most absurd movie yeah. I've ever seen in my entire life. And I freaking love and it. You just have it to is, laugh. It is so weird. It is the weirdest thing ever. It is amazing. Blaine, what are you doing? Are you thinking about jumping? Come on, little buddy. <laughs> it is, it's just, it's, it's just everything. I mean, everything friend, is so his crazy. His best friend has been in high school for seven and a half years. Right. Right. He's super he knows. Smart. He's super smart. He knows yeah. all these he things. Knows. He knows these things. Who is that guy? I couldn't find him on that the That is TV. Curtis, uh, Curtis Armstrong. Armstrong. Okay. Played Booger in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah. And he also what played he the uh, one of the other detectives on Moonlighting. On Moonlighting. Yeah, he was Herbert. You, um, where Run. else have we seen Curtis Armstrong? I found him. He is in a lot of just He was just in a recent, stuff, he was in a recent show, uh, recently. Now, interesting thing. He's one of girl. the voices on American Dad. Yeah, he does and he's also. Snot. He also does voices, I believe, on, what's that little cat cartoon with the, they were, live in the candy land world. Eek the Cat? Yeah, Eek the Cat. Which, oh, what is that? he's in that, he does one of the voices on Eek the Cat, and, okay. He uh, a show that was created and is directed by Savage Steve Holland, oh, okay. which is on the Nickelodeon network, yes. which is basically run by, by Dan, Dan Schneider. Schneider, who yes. plays Ricky in this movie. Yeah, Dan Schneider invented uh, what? iCarly. Yeah, iCarly, Drake and Josh, uh, Game Shakers. Wait, what's his name? Dan, Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider. Okay, From Schneider's Bakery. Name. Uh, currently, I he think also they wrote have, for Keenan and Kel, and I think discovered Keenan and Kel, if I'm not mistaken. He's a writer yes, on Good Burger. He did a show called All That. All yeah, That yeah. is amazing. Yeah, All That is where Keenan and Kel kind of uh, roll out. Right now, they're doing a show. It's a superhero show called Henry Danger. Mm-hmm. Wait, what was his? What, what, Dan what was it? Schneider. Yeah, yeah, I found him. What was his? Ricky Smith. Ricky. Was he was he was the big fat kid that was uh, wooing on. Oh my gosh! Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Dan. Holy he was also crap. Dennis Blunden on Head of the Class, along with. Uh, who was the greaser kid? Um, <laughs> head of the class. Dang it. Uh-huh. Uh, the kid that was the head of the class, Brian <laughs> Brian Robbins was the other kid's name. They were really good friends. Uh-huh. And what's interesting is after head of the class, both Schneider and uh, Robbins kind of dropped out of acting, really didn't do a whole lot of in front of the camera stuff, but mm-hmm. instead stepped behind the camera. Schneider goes off and basically runs Nickelodeon. Robbins goes off and creates a bunch of teenage shows one of them being Smallville oh and all of the shows associated with Smallville. So if you're oh looking at what the early CW uh, mm-hmm. days, yeah. Brian Robbins is, is responsible for that. Robbins Tobin Entertainment. When you see that, that's right. Brian Robbins from Head of the Class connected to Dan Schneider. And I believe they are both connected to Savage Steve Holland in some way. So this show, this movie, when you look at it, is like yes. a springboard for 
future empire builders in mm-hmm. Hollywood and in media. Yeah, the actress who plays That's Beth amazing. got killed by Freddy Krueger in the first minutes of A Nightmare on Yeah, Elm. yeah. Well, she was uh, the hot one in that let's movie, take, too. Let's take us back to 1969. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, Lane's mom, yes. uh, Ginny Meyer, was in True Grit See, in 1969. Go. And we didn't have Kim to watch Darby. it. Great. No, we didn't have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she also did an episode of Star Trek, I believe. Oh, yeah. Wasn't she um, Lore? She wasn't Lore. Miri. Oh, okay. I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this Man. movie is is just... For this time period, this is one of these things that you're just like, whoa, that guy and that guy and that guy. Even the you're mailman. Right. Even the mailman, yeah. if yes. you look at it. Is, Who is yeah. that? I recognize that's, him, too. That's Taylor Negron. He was a stand-up comedian. He passed away mm-hmm. a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Major Winchester as dad. Mm-hmm. Who also, you would know him as Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yes. Or, um, <laughs> yeah, from MASH. You would know him or, from that. As or well. the Martian uh, Manhunter. Martian Manhunter, if you uh, have a bootleg copy of uh of He was the, the live-action Martian Manhunter. Oh. <laughs> yeah. how, did you, uh, how did you find this movie, Matthew? How did I find it? Yeah, how did or, you first see it and how did you first uh, find it? I'm pretty sure I found it at uh, OK Video on VHS in college. Because, oh, really? College? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we didn't we didn't watch a whole lot of movies when I was growing. I watched tons of television, but we didn't have like uh, the cable channels. My mother did, so I would go and I would see things, but I, I wouldn't watch the movies on cable channels. I'd watch like uh, the George Carlin specials and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But I'm almost certain that uh, we watched it on VHS, and I immediately fell in love with it, partly because of uh, Cusack. Oh yeah, yeah. But mostly because of Diane Franklin. Yeah. Who was also Bill's French lady yeah, in, in Bill and Ted's uh, Bill and Ted. excellent mm-hmm. adventure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I just love the, the, this movie was my jam in 1990, 1991. This was oh, all yeah. I was about. For me, this movie was like 1986. I want to say, mm-hmm. uh, because I was in, I think a French class, a French class <laughs> a French. Uh, with, uh, just a bunch of weirdos. Uh, mostly upper class people for some reason. And this guy sat behind me. I knew his, his uh, sister was a year younger than me and we were kind of friends. Uh, but Kurt was always like saying this weird stuff. I mean, his favorite movie of all time is, uh, um, what is it? Top Secret. Yeah. And so oh, one day he that. just start, starts quoting these lines from this movie. And I'm like, what movie are you quoting? What is this coming from? He goes, mm-hmm. it's from Better Off Dead. And I'm like, I've never seen this movie before. And he's like, oh, if you ever get a chance to see this movie, you've got to see it, Stephen. He just kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. Push off the push off a cliff. So this would have been, mm, maybe it was my, yeah. So it was about a year past. He graduated. A couple years later, it's our, like our junior. So this would be like 87. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I go to our junior prom and go to the after prom party and it's at a bowling alley and there's a ton of things going on. And off in the corner, they have a bunch of movies playing. On VHS that just, you know, if somebody wants to plop down and watch a movie for a little bit, you can go mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking by and I see this thing where I'd remember Curtis telling me there's this scene where this boy's in the trash can and the, <laughs> these two black guys are like, that's a perfectly good waste of a white boy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this is the movie that he's talking about. And Shame I just sat there and I just shut everything out and mm-hmm. I focused on this movie for the next hour and a half. <laughs> and then when it was done. Um, I asked one of the organizers, like, did you get this from the video store down the street? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, is it okay if I go and turn this in for you on Monday instead of you taking it back tomorrow? He's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and so for the rest of the weekend, I just watched that movie <laughs> religiously. And for two years in high school, it was my jam. It was, this is the movie of how you create, in my mind, funny comedy yeah. uh, absurdity. And I yeah. love the absurdity of it because 
yeah, you have mom that is boiling bacon because her husband doesn't like all the grease that comes with bacon. You've got these two, uh, you've got these two uh, Asian kids who one of them doesn't speak English. The other one only learned to speak English by watching Howard Cosell on ABC's Wide World of Sports. Yeah. And they taunt Lane relentlessly by wanting to drag race him. And they've got these big speakers mounted on their car. And then the one just talks into a microphone. It's like, Lane Maya. <laughs> you know, it just is doing this Howard Cosell impression. And it's it's just crazy. You know, uh, he's uh, Lane wants to commit suicide. He reads in the newspaper about somebody burning himself up. So he's got this primer fluid for his, uh, you know, uh, motor engine. Right, right, right. He's dabbing it on himself and he gets pulled into this dinner. With uh, with the French girl and, and Ricky's family and his mom sitting next to him and the mom picks it up and starts drinking. She goes, oh, this is the best hooch in the <laughs> yeah. world. She lights up a cigarette, blows herself up. And it's like, ah, oh, that's funny. I mean, she doesn't <laughs> die. But I mean, you know, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, that was the great thing is like all of these horrible things happen to these people and none of them die. Like the mom has like a bandage over her face and yeah. the, the paper boy. Yeah, the paper gets boy pushed falls off, off a cliff the top of a mountain. He's like, all right, I'm fine. And uh, and then uh, um, the dang it. Now I forgot what. Uh, what part is going to say uh, about some absurdity stuff? Oh, Badger, the 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 son, his yes. brother in this oh movie is gosh, the best. Yes. He doesn't have a single speaking word, no. but has the best moments in this movie where he reads a book on picking up trashy women. In the next scene, he's got all these hot women in his bedroom. <laughs> he gets a thing about building a space shuttle. And the next, at the end of the movie, you see he's blowing, blasting I, himself off. I love um, it's such a good movie Lane, just from absurd points of view. When Lane picks up the newspaper and mm-hmm. the guy. Uh, setting himself on fire. There's an article in there about his brother hosting an <laughs> yeah. orgy. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's like just a really quick throwaway yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, but it's so funny. Well, and that's the one thing that I like about about this comedy. And and for fans of and probably your generation, Matt uh, Zach, uh, for fans of the um, uh, Billy Madison movies, uh, there's you know the setups, yeah. the setups in yeah. some of the Billy Madison movies. Or Happy There's Madison a, or whatever. Madison, yeah. uh, it's Billy Madison yeah. Productions. Yeah. But, um, you know, the one movie, and I, I think it must be uh, Billy Madison, is the one where they throw the banana peel off on the yeah. road at the beginning and yeah. it doesn't pay off until towards the end of the movie. Uh-huh. That happens in Better Off Dead so much where yeah. things are set up like 10 uh-huh. scenes before or 30 minutes before and then they pay off mm-hmm. uh, later on. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, that's brilliant. That is a brilliant setup throughout this entire piece. And I think that's one of the things that really makes this movie well thought out is the fact that it is very boom, 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 boom. Things are set up and it's absurd. But it's like there, there's like the pacing to this film, which is the humor, which you don't Mm -hmm. always see in like a comedy. Usually it's like, we have to have a a laugh every like two and a half minutes, keep the comedy, the audience engaged. But in this movie, there is this slow build to like this crescendo of absurdity. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, we can't go higher. We have to do like a semi-serious uh, ski chase down the hill. Yeah, he's gonna have yeah. he's only gonna have one ski, so it's okay. gonna be weird. And we're gonna push a kid off the cliff, right. and like that saved that whole scene for me. I was like, oh, we we're like we're yeah. we're going into total like eighties mm-hmm. power hour television of this ski thing. We're like, <laughs> oh, but okay, but then we throw a kid off a cliff. I'm like, oh yes, so okay, we're, we're gonna, still there. So in the eighties movies, in the eighties comedy genre, we see this a lot where you have. The nerds versus the jocks mm-hmm. in um, um, the um, in the everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. <laughs> what, what movie am I thinking of? I was just <laughs> Revenge thinking of the Revenge nerds. of the nerds. Yeah. Okay. So you've got that going on where they have to come up with this. It comes down to this final contest where they have to face off with one another. Mm-hmm. You're going to see it again next week when we watch One Crazy Summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're <laughs> going to see it in um, what is it? Summer Vacation. What's the one with uh, John Candy? And is it, is it Summer Vacation? 
Uh, I think so. Yeah. You see it also in a summer Caddyshack. rental, maybe summer rental. Maybe that's it. You see it in Caddyshack. Oh, you yeah. see this all the time where Animal it's like see it, see it in meatballs. Yeah. You where see the, it in stripes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where the underdog has to take on this, the one percenters yeah. and knock them down a peg to prove that, hey, we're just as good or the underdog has to come out on top. Mm. And so in the 80s movies, this was a big deal. And yeah, with the absolutely. success of the teen comedies that were going on, suddenly every the Hollywood was really pushing to do teen comedy, teen comedy, teen comedy. That's where it's at. It's got to be funny. It's got to be really good. Unfortunately, we don't know what the uh, the budget was on this movie. I'm guessing it's around $10 million. Eight bucks. Uh, <laughs> Better yeah. Off Dead did not make a lot of money in the in the box office. It was no. basically a failure in the box office. It gave, uh, fortunately, uh, One Crazy Summer was already in production, so they couldn't cancel the pro- product. But it basically, this movie came out, uh, John Cusack hated the movie, uh, walked out of the premiere 20 minutes into it, you know, threatened uh, yeah. Savage Steve Holland uh, the next day and was like, you, this is a horrible movie. You lied to me. And, you know, now he's kind of softened, I guess, on a Reddit AMA. He was mm-hmm. like, no, nah, you know, it's just, I wish it could have been better. It just wasn't, I don't think it represented me correctly or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But this movie has made money over time. And unfortunately, Savage Steve Holland was blacklisted in Hollywood. And that's why he went to television and started doing all this, uh, these real cool things on television. So and it's like, but it makes total sense because if, if I like rack my brain for mm-hmm. comedies like this, I don't think I've ever seen one on in a movie before. No. There's no like the idea of an absurdist comedy mm-hmm. is not in film. Mm-hmm. You can get it in television every once in a while, but to get this level of absurdity in a comedy right. is I literally have never I've never been expecting because it doesn't ever happen. If I'm if I were to equate this with other movies that you may have seen, and Matthew may agree or disagree. But I would say that this is in line with what you – this would be an American take on what Monty Python humor is. Um, that Monty Python, yeah. Monty Python yeah. humor is absurdist. I want to exchange yeah. this parrot. I got a dead parrot. I need to – you know, or silly walks or whatever. This is yeah. that 80s, yeah. 80s version of absurdist humor that you would get from British television uh, in, the, in the 60s and 70s. That, I mean, it's definitely an influence. Yeah, it's, think, oh, yeah, go ahead. You see it in other films of a similar genre. You see it in uh, the Zucker Brothers early stuff in Top Secret. You see it in Airplane. But you see this movie has something that, that especially those Zucker films don't. And Zach talked about it. It's that comedic timing. Well, yeah. I think that part of the, part of the thing that we, you know, you would say is the influence of Monty Python is just the, the, the timing is machine gun timing. Not necessarily that it's fast or high paced. But it is perfectly synced. You get to a point where it's like you can't get any – it can't get any worse. And then Porky walks in and makes him put on a pig nose, you know. Right. Mm. <laughs> this with- this movie is filled with moments that you feel like they can't get any weirder, any funnier, any more bizarre. And then they do it and then you're like, oh, well, they can't do it again. And for, you know, 67 minutes, mm-hmm. you're doing that basically. The 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 – only thing that I would say is when you're looking at Top Secret or you're looking at Hot Shots or you're looking at Airplane or Naked Gun mm-hmm. or any of those things, those are parodies. This is not uh, uh, Better Off Dead is not trying to be a parody of anything. It's just trying to say, let's tell a crazy story mm-hmm. and have fun with it. And let's just push the boundaries where we can. And it's not really it's not parodying anything because by 84, 85, we're still in the middle of 
we haven't reached the saturation point where we st- have to start making scary movies, you know, scary right. movie yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that that line of stuff. This so, is this is fully within those eighties yeah, yeah. teenage flicks. So this is, to me, this doesn't this doesn't hit as a as a parody. It does certainly qualify as dark humor, dark comedy, black comedy, whatever. But um, man, it is. I, I watched this just yesterday too, and it's just like, oh, I miss this movie. Yeah. How much I miss <laughs> this movie from the music. I mean, we get a whole Van Halen sequence that's. Uh, animated yeah. with these hamburgers because Lane's imagination runs wild and he gets this job at this uh, uh, pig burgers mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he has this uh, wild imagination that goes out of control as he imagines this hamburger come to life and it's just this musical montage sequence right. that again is using some of Savage Steve Holland's uh, talents that he picked up in the California Arts Institute and is showing something in there. All the animated sequences that we see, not the stop motion but the hand animated stuff, mm-hmm. that's all Savage Steve Holland's drawings. Oh, wow. So again, when we go see One Crazy Summer next week, you're mm-hmm. going to see a lot of yeah. that same aesthetic appear in yeah. that movie as oh, yeah. well, in addition to John Cusack appearing in that movie as well. Well, and of course, this is the height of MTV, too. This is 1985. Mm-hmm. So that sequence was perfectly in keeping with the oh, zeitgeist. Yeah. And yep. it's amazing to just look at that claymation and see when he busts out the Eddie Van Halen guitar. You're like, this This could be, this should be a video for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I wanted to see that. I want to I want to see more of that guitar playing uh, hamburger. Well, we will, because in a couple of weeks we will be watching Everybody Wants Some. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For uh, for for our for our sequence. Here, uh-huh. so, yeah. It's interesting. <sighs> yeah. This movie, man, I'm still just trying to think of anything that I can re- relate it to. I think the best I can do for current stuff mm-hmm. is you can't I, it's, it's, it, it's only in television it's like yeah. Key and Peele will yeah. do some really weird stuff but again like the last see where the influence right, the last from. three skits, uh, sketches on like SNL every week are right. like, you know, like a weird absurdist thing that don't yeah. always work but like they're but, just like weird as hell when they throw in those uh, porn star sketches at the end of the show yeah, yeah. that's what this movie is but it it, it it figures out a way to stretch it into a mm-hmm. feature leaked film without like going too far and not playing it too safe either it's like they are doing like there's like the stop motion animation there's claymation there's like mm-hmm. and like their, their mom is like cooking an octopus that is like semi-alive <laughs> at one point like it's just bonkers crazy through this whole thing right but if you think about it if you think about what better off did is it's a series of skits right yeah so um my mom was a terrible cook okay well this movie got made in doing part to the fawns so um, Savage Steve Collins had, had made a short film. Yeah. Henry Winkler had seen it at some film festival and gone up and said, this is a great story. And I think it was basically the short version of Better Off Dead where he wanted to contemplate killing himself. <laughs> and Henry Winkler was like, wow, this is great. This is a great story. Yeah. And uh, he goes, do you have more of this? And Savage Steve Holland was like, yes. And he goes, well, let me introduce you to people because I, you know, he didn't have a direct influence in saying, I'm going to make this movie for you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he had this, he had the connections to say, you need to get a hold of this person, this person, this person, let me introduce you so that this movie can be made. Cause I get a, get a kick out of it. But if you think about it, it's a, it's a series of shorts. I'm going to go and, um, uh, talk about the love of my life. Meanwhile, she is, uh, about ready to dump me. I'm going to go to the ski thing. And the, of course you meet the big bad and the, and the goofy and the, and the goofy friend. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I would have been on the team, but the, the captain, uh, let the clock run a couple of seconds longer so that I wouldn't make the team. Then my girlfriend breaks up with me and, oh man, I'm so devastated by that. So let's have a sequence where I try to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Then let me have a sequence that involves, uh, the young kid with the coupons, just obsessed with coupons and the cat thing and all this stuff. And so each of these, yeah. even though they're strung together and there's overlap, they are a series of just sequences that you could take any of them out 
and it would still be a fine movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, the setup of the first time that we see Lane and, and the uh, the uh, Asian uh, racers come up next to him and, and want to have a drag <laughs> race, he's already overshot the intersection, so he's backed up. So he hasn't put it into drive. He's still in reverse. Right. He's all excited about that, doesn't pay attention, backs up into this truck. Big, fat, white guy comes out and is yelling at him, smoking a cigar. A couple scenes later, mm. he, he's at an intersection again. The guys pull up, and he's like, puts it into drive. He's ready to go. Light hits green. He pulls forward, doesn't realize there's a truck in front of him. Same right. guy that he hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then <laughs> jump forward like five more scenes, uh, 10, 15 minutes. His dad has gotten him a job at Pig Burger. Who's the owner of the Pig Burger? The guy that he's run into a million <laughs> times already. Yep. Truly a sight to behold. Yeah. Uh, make a once great champ, now a study in mockishness. Sadly, when we talk about mockishness, so the actor who played um, one of the, uh, the the Howard Cosell speaking uh, character, Yuji uh, Okimoto, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he had actually practiced when he was getting ready for his audition. He had watched all the wide world of sports, had really tried to nail the accent perfectly as he could, went mm -hmm. in and did it. But, of course, it has the, the Asian flair mm -hmm. to it. Yep. Everyone at the audition was like, oh, this is great. This is going to be really good. <laughs> then at the last minute, just before the premiere, um, uh, Yuji gets a phone call and it's the producer saying, you know what? Uh, we were afraid that the audiences wouldn't understand what you were saying. So we had Rich uh, Little come in and oh. dub over all of the all of the voice. So that's actually Rich Little that you hear and yeah. Rich Little for Thanks, Rich Little. It makes sense. He's right. a comedian uh, voice impersonator oh, okay. uh, from the from yeah. the seventies. Okay, so they had him come in and do all that stuff. So even though the acting is great and you really believe the <laughs> yeah. kid speaking, it's really Rich Little doing uh. doing the dubs. So well, and if you if you actually if you've seen Karate Kid two, mm -hmm. uh, Yuji actually plays Chosen, mm -hmm. the the guy. the guy who fights Johnny at the mm -hmm. end. He speaks really clearly. I oh, mean, yeah, it, he's fine. It, it it's one of those moments where you feel terrible. Mm -hmm. Because well, a they gave Rich little money, yeah, and b you know he he seemed like he had such fun with it, just looking at mm -hmm. you know the the mm -hmm. visuals and just I I feel bad every time I hear that story. It just uh. this is a movie about a kid who doesn't belong. I mean, the best part is when we get into uh, uh, geometry class, <laughs> which is a great scene, and, which is again and so weird. Loves geometry class, yeah, I know, right. Uh, which again, you're trying to sh show John Cusack is uh, Lane as the outsider, mm -hmm. yeah. and everyone's like super into this class, and everyone's <laughs> applauding the instructor um, who now what is his name? Um, yeah, that dude's super familiar too. That's Vincent Chevelli. Yeah, yeah, Vincent Chevelli, who you know from Ghost, he plays the angry ghost on the train. Yeah. He was also one of the Johns. Oh. In uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, in Buckaroo Banzai, which Zach has never seen. I, so. I straight up only know Ghost because it has the thing with yeah, the so pottery wheel, right? Yeah, so you know when he's writing. Right? You know when he's no, 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 I, I never did, watched it. Oh. I just know the pottery wheel thing. Damn it, Zach. I could have sworn we did Buckaroo Banzai for this show. Uh, no. Uh -uh. We, was that a bonus track? That was a bonus You and I have talked about it as just yeah. as an uh, extra episode. Oh. But I may have even been before Zach joined any of the shows. So yeah. Way to go, Zach. Yeah, Thanks, but man. I mean, everyone's just like, oh, I want to be in this class. And it's so great. And everyone's like <laughs> opening up their their uh, briefcase and there's a dot matrix printer inside printing off homework. Somebody <laughs> else has a big accordion folder to where all of her homework is organized. Another one has a big binder of everything that's all put yeah. in there. And Lane reaches in and he's got a piece of paper with gum in it that says, do your homework. And it's just yeah. like, wow, this is just really brilliant. And then there's uh, there's Booger. Or I'm yep. sorry, Charles Lamar. Charles Devar. Uh, sitting there with a fetal pig in a jar, tapping it. Yeah. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> it just, uh, so it, it's just from the visual humor alone, this movie is, I definitely think, something everyone should watch. Yeah. It's like, 
it's it's so I mean it's so crazy. I was watching this movie was like this movie is mm-hmm. perfect gift material. Oh yeah. And so I was like yeah. I'm going to favor all these gifts cuz this is all I'm using from now on is just better off dead gifts cuz there's <laughs> there's so many just crazy things like um with, when Lane does the drag racing, mm-hmm. you know, you have the Asian kid, he's putting on his yeah. racing gloves, yeah. and Lane is putting on like washing gloves with yeah, the yeah, fingertips the ripped down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just so many funny things. They're so small. Yeah. So, as you said, from the writing aspect, it's the timing is everything, where you have to line these things yeah. up so that every two and a half minutes, as you said, we're getting a laugh, which I think you do in this movie. There's a couple of musical sequences where Lane takes a Monique out to dinner, and it's just basically a musical. Right, but again, it's an it's an eighties movie, so right. you have to have a musical montage but, where they're fixing up the Camaro, they're right. going out to dinner. But like the, the the dinner thing ends with a joke. It ends with yeah. the thirty minute setup of the joke when yeah, yeah. his friend's like, you know, a guy's that play guitar, but you know, you need to learn. You need to pick up the sax again. Yeah, yeah. Pick up the sax. You're gonna have all well, the ladies. And even, and even the fact that the Christmas scene where he's getting all these TV dinners, he takes her to the pig burger that's closed, and yeah. he's got it all set up for a romantic dinner, and he's like, yeah, this, these were that I. I got these for Christmas and he sets down the frozen <laughs> dinners for them to eat. And it's like, ah, that's <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Call back. Um, but, you know, from a composition standpoint, um, you know, from a, from a cinematography standpoint, not a whole lot. I mean, going no, on in this, I mean, it's, it's very straightforward. You yeah. know, this is a low budget film, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 10 million, $12 million tops. Um, it's probably was pushed through very quickly. So you're not going to spend a lot of time doing setups or getting takes exact. But I think the visual humor and the setup of the the gimmicks on screen work really, really well mm-hmm. um, to where it it you can kind of forgive the plainness of this of this movie. Yeah, it, but it's it, it's a plainness, but it's not any different than pretty much any other comedy you really see unless you mm-hmm. get into like some very specific, uh, you know, like Edgar Wright type right. co- visual right. comedy that mm-hmm. uh, takes like film technique and makes it comedy. Mm-hmm. Most comedies are pretty paint by the numbers essentially yeah. like not disparaging at all you're all great cinematographers and everything but it's not like you're watching i don't know some great cinematographer it's not like you're watching um uh federico Fellini. yeah like yeah you're, Fellini. you're not watching tree of life you're not watching something like, like you're watching a, <laughs> you're watching a, a comedy that used composition fine lighting was fine it did a lot of weird things actually yeah. just one thing with audio Mm-hmm. in the scene when Lane is meeting Beth for the first time and they're like overlaying yeah, yeah, their, their thoughts internal are. thoughts yeah. which mm-hmm. was which was really hard to pick up on at first because you just thought like the audio was off because you see their mouth moving right and then you it like slowly builds into like you actually are hearing what they're thinking which is a really nice thing and kind of hard to pull off without doing something different visually mm-hmm. and, and just from watching it but it did work it was not like the best it's, executed it's thing odd, in the world. It's odd because I was listening to this on Blu-ray and it may have been remixed and I don't know about your DVD and how it was, but I remember watching this on VHS where it was very clear what they were saying. Oh, really? And oh. and I remember it being much more clear yeah. than, than what we had okay. on the on this DVD release. So there may be some mixing that has changed. I could have swore the scene where Lane is uh, getting ready for his first day of job and he's, got, and he's putting the um, Q-tips all over in his face yeah. and everything. I could have swore that that was a different song that was originally played over that but i couldn't find anything that said that the music had been been switched out there so you know maybe some failing memories or you know things from the past but but you know even i'm sorry i'm just like still stuck on this absurdness Mm -hmm. how it built up even (laughs) right in that shower scene yeah at the very beginning lane gets in the shower with his socks on oh yeah that's it's like and then who hasn't done that 
I've never done that. I've That's never so done weird. That. Well, probably you don't wear socks. Well, no, I don't wear socks when I've been. But I mean, you know, in, in the 80s, in the 70s, man, houses were not as uh, warm as they used to be. And so oh. there were some, I mean, I remember going to bed in the wintertime and it was like, man, it's cold. I'm going to put on some socks tonight so yeah. my feet stay warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were one or two times where I would get up in the morning so sleepy, I would just get into the shower and <laughs> plop. Ah, damn it. I left my socks on. And then did you also blow no, dry would, them no, off? No, I would take them off because that's, because <laughs> everybody, I mean, I'm almost certain that a majority of the people who grew up as uh, teens, preteens to teenagers in the 80s probably walked into the shower with their socks on by accident at least once. That's so funny. I, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Says Matthew, who does it all the time. We're gonna do, I we're, literally like, don't know what he's talking this about. Is that, like, if that's a real thing, that is the the coolest thing I've never heard about the 80s and 70s. Yeah. Like, people, I, we just, I don't believe that that is a thing about you know, it not be a Someone's going to write in and like, oh, I've totally walked in the shower. Somebody has my socks on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're going to have yeah. like a, a whole new group of people. Oh, yeah. And especially if you're a real little kid. Oh, our kids. When they were much younger, um, yeah, there was one time where the youngest uh, <laughs> crawled into the tub and it's like, why are you still wearing your underwear? And then he looks down, he's like, ah. <laughs> uh, so it happens, you know, accidents happen. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, to follow through with uh, with the follow-up of actually hair drying it, because yeah. you would expect that, oh, he walked in, we don't see him taking the socks off and flipping them over the, the top of the, mm-hmm. uh, the shower rack. But no, then he's, then he's blow drying them. Right. That's great stuff. Yeah, man, it's just, it, it, it's like a movie that I never expected. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you, you get this every once in a while. You've never heard anything about a movie. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, just watch it. It'll it'll be great. Like, you didn't even, like, even say it would be, like, amazing. Like, we didn't talk much about the movie before I watched it. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, it'll be fine. I just figured you had seen yeah, it. No, go. man, it was, like, mind-blowing how funny this movie was. It made me sad for, like, comedy films now. <laughs> yeah, and Savage Steve Holland, they have talked to him today. Uh, I forget. I think it was for the 20th anniversary or 25th anniversary the 25th of the movie. 25th anniversary. And he was basically like, look, I was given a blessing to be able to do this film because there is no way you could do this oh this God, movie no. today. First of all, from the subject matter of you know teen suicide. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then the absurdist humor would totally not fly, and the comedy censors would jump in and say, you can't do this. You can't insult French people. You can't do all these things. He just basically says you could not make this movie today without – infuriating everyone yeah and he's right I, I that was one of the things i was thinking of even before i i went to go look at the uh, the research on it and found that quote i was sitting there watching the movie i was like there's no way as much as i would love to see it done there's no way you can make this movie today and it's like no one i mean something on our side if you made an absurdist comedy like there's not enough of the population that's going to go to the theater to watch it to make it profitable so no studio is yeah. going to be like yeah sure like make well, this well, weird I mean, what was the, movie. What was the? Uh, I mean, we have something. I mean, it's not totally absurdist, but it's out there kind of uh, subject matter. I mean, um, the end. What was that movie with the end of the world? Oh, with, this is the end. Is or that what it the is? end or something with, like that? A friend for the end of the world. Speaking. No, 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 not with, friend for the end with of Rogan. And with Rogan, guys. Yeah, yeah, with all oh, guys. the that, end. Yeah, that kind of pushes on the absurdist a little bit, but not quite. It's not like. This non- it's not like the sequitur stuff that just comes out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Unless, it's, unless you're talking about Emma Thompson running into the or Emma Watson yeah, running Watson. into the room saying, "Give me all your crap," you know that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Or like the, the or Magic the Mike, uh, yeah, yeah. The the oh, where everybody's in heaven. Everyone's in heaven. About, yeah, yeah, with Backstreet Boys, which was great. Yeah, but that movie it like hits so many like Seth Rogen and, and his friends. Like it is their kind of movie, mm-hmm. right? And I think so, that's yeah, that's your point though. I mean, this is. A movie that, first of all, no one else would have ever tried to make. 
and part of the reason I think it's successful is because it feels like a very specific, very personal viewpoint. This doesn't necessarily feel like a real story of someone's life, but it feels like something that only this creator could do. Then whether that means could get away with or could successfully make into a movie, this would not have worked any other way. And I don't think it would have worked as a standard, you know, studio romantic film because it would have taken away too much from the weird darkness and the, the fact that everybody in this is literally an utter failure. The Monique is like the only character who has any promise in life whatsoever. It feels if you, if you look at it, it almost feels like it's a first person story being told by an unreliable narrator. So he's telling you all these terrible things and the most horrible stories of his life. This is, you know, it's not absurdist, but another movie that came out the same time that I know you've seen is Christmas story. Christmas story is kind of, is kind of follows the same format as, as, or this one follows the same format as Christmas story because it's these little vignettes Mm -hmm. of this is what happened. And had there been a voiceover, had John Cusack uh, done a voiceover on this, it would have been a Christmas story kind of thing. Um, you know, from top to bottom, you can kind of yeah, see some of those parallels weird. there. So why would this movie get made in 1980? I mean, uh, if you think about it, uh, uh, between 1976 or really 63 is when the first uh, duplex movie theater opened up. Uh, we start to see the expansion of the multiplex and the megaplex theater. So by 1988, uh, we had our first 25 screen theater open up the first uh, megaplex, but between 79 and uh, 88, mm-hmm. Theaters are really expanding, trying to get as many screens up there as possible, which means that you're going to have to fill them with something. You can't have every single screen showing Star Wars or Jaws or Empire Strikes Back. You can maybe have two or three or four of those theaters doing that, Mm -hmm. but you can't have all of them doing it. So that means there's a greater demand for movies to be produced. And with the teen comedy, it just means like, let's crank things out. It's really interesting to think about the 80s in terms of the multiplex and how it almost mirrored the fact that in the 20s and 30s, people were so starved for movies that it was like, we have to create something every week of the year to have out there or else we're not going to survive as a studio. Mm -hmm. In this case, it's almost the opposite where uh, mall mentality, where the mall was where you went in the in the 70s and 80s and maybe even the 60s to go and do things. That was the place to hang out and to be seen. And uh, so kids were going there all the time. Kid, uh, kids are going to stay out late. They're going to make out. We've seen uh, 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 the movie that we watched before we referenced earlier, the uh, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, yeah. Right. That's where everyone's going. So we need to put teen comedy movies in there. Let's just start doing it with as much stuff as we can. Better Off Dead falls in there, doesn't mm-hmm. do great, but it's a movie that got made probably because of the demand for the multiplex. So, so something to think about. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, and it's just I, I think it's a real shame that this movie isn't available it really, in, a, in a wider in a wider sense online. In, the, in like this yeah. day and age, like there's no reason why like a movie shouldn't be online. Really, well, that's that's the thing that really surprised me is why this movie isn't online. Right now, One Crazy Summer is available. That's the movie we're mm-hmm. watching next week. It is available online. In fact, the next three movies are are available, and for um, you know, you can you can go and get that. But this one. I don't know why it's not. I don't know if there's some streaming rights issues mixed up because I don't know what CBS Productions would be doing yeah. with this movie or anything like that. So but. I don't know if I've ever had a, a life goal. You know, I don't, uh, I don't know if I've ever created a goal like I need to accomplish this in my life mm-hmm. time to feel like I impacted the world in a positive <laughs> manner. But I think I think this is my true calling. This is my hero story. 
I need Putting better off dead available on stream. Absolutely. We all need to band together as a humanity and as listeners of Zach on am- film. And we need to come up with a way to get this movie on like Netflix or iTunes because right. more people need to see this movie. And I, think- I think if I accomplish that, my life will be worth something. Do you think it might have something to do with the 30th anniversary? Did they do a re-release or something weird like that? Well, if they did a re-release, that's definitely... No, not in theaters. They did no way. I mean, that's when the Blu-ray release came out on DVD. But you would think if they were going to do something, that's when it would have hit all the... I remember the there off. being... Something 30th anniversary happened with this movie like that's last the, fall. That's probably the Blu-ray release or something. Uh yeah, so I'm either going to figure out why this movie isn't on streaming or we're going to start like a, a groundswell petition to get this movie in a digital format where more people can it, watch it. it because just be the, the interest level is not high. Well, we're going to show a tie. I would probably bet at one time Better Off Dead was on Netflix and it just cycled out of their, well, of their cycle. I'll tell you this. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Okay, because, get to the bottom of it. Because Zach. you know what? We're almost out of Hastings. Hastings are are closing so, down. We're not going to be able to find this movie anymore. I know. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, crap. What if, and that's why I was looking uh, when I got back into town. I was like, I wonder if One Crazy Summer is available. Because if not, I'm going to need to make another run to Hastings. Because there's, or else or try to order it on Amazon. Because there's no way we can get it here in yeah. time for Zach to watch it. Um, so fortunately it is. But here's something else. You know, uh, Better Off Dead came out at a time when the multiplex was huge. When the malls were probably at their peak. Mm-hmm. And it's gone downhill ever since then. We, as I mentioned, we were in Hutchinson uh, last week, or Hutchinson, um, and we went to their mall. Yeah, I've heard their mall's really bad. Oh, it is. There was like, like empty, eight percent filled. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly empty That's space. And I was like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Why, how can this be? And yet, you know, I, I think it's because and you would know because you work with econ development yeah. and those kind of people. Apparently they would rather have a standalone store than be put into a mall that may have very expensive uh, rents or yeah, something that's, like I that. Mean, so, that's always a hey, we'll build a $10 million yeah. building but uh, and, and then fill it with our stuff for five years. Yeah, but lo and behold, so for, heaven forbid, we'll pay 10000 a month to go into a, a place that's already built for us and we'll, yeah. we'll remodel to suit. So I was really surprised. But even here locally, our mall is basically dead. Yeah. And, hey, it's, uh, it's, it's coming back it's to life. It's sad. We're giving it CPR. Are you? Yeah. Are you injecting it with 20 cc's of <laughs> yeah, better yeah. off dead? We are. We are. Yeah. And so, you know, we can't we can't lose movies like this, Stephen. I know, right? It's it's not like it's this movie is in the National Registry in Congress. It's not. It should be. It could should be. be. You could you can you can submit anytime, Zach. I mean, oh, they have an application it, process. You can put it in there. Guys, I'm and I've never been more serious about something in my entire life. This movie is going to get recognized, <laughs> or, or I I think uh you know like communists have won. I think that's what it, it's either either become super popular again or um, the American dream is dead. Well, unfortunately, Siskel and Ebert gave it a thumbs down when it came out. They thought it was a horrible movie. That may Man, have had something to do get with out it of here. because if, Ebert, you were, if you were I love watching you. Come uh, on. Uh, at the movies or whatever it was, I forget what, what incarnation it was at that point. It would have been at the movies in but If you were watching at the movies and they gave it yeah. a thumbs down, everybody in America would have said, well, there's no reason to go see this movie. Right. Because that's, yeah. that's how you found out if this was a movie. I mean, that that's why you're on Rotten Tomato now. It's like... Yeah. It's like 54%. Get out of here. Yeah, this movie's rated you know. 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's it yeah. still has a very good standing. Yeah. And I, I really think, and I know that there have been some people that were asking about movies that we were, 
I could tell the moment that you finished watching the film because <laughs> you popped up that uh, the GIF online yeah. about uh, from the from the movie, and someone's like, "Oh man, you should you should uh, have you ever seen that movie, Zach?" And you're like, "Oh yeah, we're going to talk about it this week on Zach on Film." And the person was just like, "Ah, yeah, 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 yeah he's great." And this is a great movie. I mean, there are a lot of hidden gems that came out in the '80s. Buckaroo Banzai, for example, is one that we've talked about before. Is just one of these movies that we've got to crank something out. Maybe it'll stick, maybe it won't, but now we're moving on to the next thing. And and they've developed a cult following uh, since then. Mm-hmm. And Better Off Dead is one of those. Um, I, you know, I don't want to spoil anything about uh, One Crazy Summer, but Savage Steve Holland, uh, uh, John Cusack, mm-hmm. teaming together again after mm-hmm. John Cusack has told him, don't ever talk to me ever again. <laughs> oh, so wait, I had like one question. Or okay. like, okay, so we didn't really talk about Monique very often. Right. But so she's this really important character, French mm-hmm. character, lives mm-hmm. across the street mm-hmm. from Lane. Foreign exchange um, student. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my first question is, is there a trope, Matthew? I think you, you know a lot about tropes mm-hmm. of girl in baseball hat. Because the first time we see Monique in this movie, she's wearing a do- an L.A. Dodgers hat. Right. And then she like, people are walking and she throws it away. I'm like, I don't, I don't know anything else about this movie. Dude is ending up with this chick because she was in a baseball hat. Is that a thing? Probably not. But she's wearing a baseball hat because she came to California to right. But we don't we don't know that. But it doesn't matter. It's like a girl was in a baseball. I don't know. In the she's the chosen girl in the baseball hat is all often the cute the cutest girl. That's what I was saying. It's like this has got to be a thing. Well, there's there, there's definitely that thing of you know the the she's all that the girl in the baseball cap or with the big thick glasses or the ponytail yeah and you realize that she's actually you know the prettiest and the sweetest and the kindest and the best right it almost borders on manic pixie dream girl but I don't find her manic or pixie so mm. she's tiny she is tiny but I don't think she's crazy yeah I I also also had to <clears throat> check when Breakfast Club came out which was the same year he's eighty five yeah. And because Monique is wearing one of those like oversized mm-hmm. trench coats, well, which, but like, that the, was the fashion for everybody. Well, at the I know. Time. I was just like, is this a thing? Yes, but it was. I, trench I guess coats it's just were 80s definitely thing. a thing in the eighties yeah. and nineties. Yeah. Yes, they were the thing. And dusters became more popular in the nineties because of um, what's that uh, Rat Pack uh, cowboy movie? Young Guns. Young Guns. Yeah. The greatest movie in the world. I <laughs> don't think so. I think uh, Better Off Dead has the it. The greatest. One thing cowboy that I, movie you know, with Kiefer Sutherland for decades. You know, I I love this movie in the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. and kind of fell away from because it's like okay, now I'm on to some other other sure. cool things. Curtis Armstrong and uh, John Cusack are going through the the shopping through the grocery store, and um, and he's like, "Oh, you can't kill yourself, man. I know this town sucks, but you know you got to get over this." And he's, he says something to the effect of, I can't even get any real drugs in this yeah. town. <laughs> right. And I'm watching this, and I, I, again, watch it for the first time, but uh, first time in a long time. I guess I never caught it before, but he's moving across a whipped cream can. Yeah, he's doing whippets, And I'm like, man. oh my gosh, I never caught oh. it before about, he's doing whippets as, <laughs> as doing his whippets. method of getting high in this. <laughs> Yeah, and he's, just he's like, snorting the nitrous oxide out of the out of the whippet can. Yeah, yeah, and I that's, just that's I've never joke. caught that before. I just really? never caught that before. Uh, oh, I, I know it's a thing. What do you do? You like barely press it so like the gas comes yeah, out. Yeah, the gas right, comes you out. Press you press it either, so the gas comes out. You can either uh, inhale. Yeah. Well, I mean, I shouldn't tell you how to do drugs, but you can either I'm, inhale I'm it off the I'm nozzle, fine. or some people will put it into a bag and huff it that way. Right, that seems don't puff, kids. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Puffing is bad. Never heard of that. First of all, the propellant in the can doesn't do that anymore because it's the year 2016. Yeah, carbons are now a, a different sort of yeah. thing. And secondly, Charles DeMar is no 
kind of of uh, I can't no move booger. my right arm. He is not any sort of 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 uh, role model. He's not a no 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 not no. a guy you want to grow. He's no booger who I think has he, done every. What is he? He snorts Jello in this. Yes, and he's like. Why? This is pure snow. Yeah, Dude, the, the street value is this. He's the sword value of this mountain. Yeah. <laughs> you know where I can score some? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's all supposed to be tongue-in-cheek. But, uh, tongue Look, in cheek. I've been fun. going you know to what this high is? school for seven yeah, 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 yeah. and a oh, half okay. years. I'm no dummy. Yeah, yeah, no. This yeah. is, I mean, he is one of those characters that I'm so glad the character is in there. Even though, again, yeah. this would be one of those censor board things that the studios would definitely be like, oh, no, we can't have somebody that's uh, this into drugs and promoting drugs yeah. in, a, in a fun way because that would be the totally 80s bad. stoner character no longer flies well yeah because this movie is what like a pg or something oh yeah yeah it's crazy this would be good well there oh, was no, no pg-13 so it was i mean either. the the, the yeah. closest you get to uh nudity is uh lane is like i can get any girl that i want to go out with me including the cheerleader who's dating the entire basketball team yeah and so she rides uh wears roller skates so he borrows a pair of roller skates and follows after and trips into her and falls and rips her entire uniform off to where mm-hmm. she's only standing there in her underwear. I mean that's about as as sexy as you get except for the scene where um he and uh, Beth are losing their virginity. And you don't even see anything there either except no. for the, the car wheels being stolen. Yeah. <laughs> a fantastic scene, man. <laughs> Can't wait till I can yeah. show this to my kids. Yeah, I'm I'm wait another I'm 8 love. years or so. I think by about 12 or 13, they should be able to watch this. Yeah, it would be bad. Be I don't bad. know, man. Man, it'd be fine. It'd be funny. Oh, yeah. They'd laugh. I think so. I think the oldest would probably get a kick out of it. I think I just froze the left half of my brain. Yeah. Man, yeah. It's just, this was a, this was a great movie. I'm so happy we watched this. Um, this movie my life is, is better a with this. Quote festival. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can I mean, I, quote like every single scene. On my Facebook page, I had just taken a picture of the cover and said, hey, here's my experience about getting this. Thank God Hastings is still here for a little bit longer. Yeah. And then under the comments, people just start quoting, 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 quoting yep. lines well, from movies. This I, is a highly quotable movie. Yeah, so. I was watching it and um, <laughs> because the first presidential debate was happening last night. And yeah, I you know what? Watch instead of instead. watching, here's what we should yeah. do. We should promote, instead of watching presidential debates, yeah. watch Better Off Dead. Well, that's what I did, man. you'd rather be better off dead. You're better off dead than watching the presidential debates. That's what oh. I said. Um, yes. I, so oh. I just, I said, I'm watching, uh, like, turn off the debate and turn on Better Off Dead because this movie oh, yeah, is the best your, kind of whack I do. think? And then, oh, she thought it was hilarious. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, she fell asleep at the end, but oh, she thought it was come hilarious. Come on, Aubrey. and then so I, I I sent that out on a tweet, and then uh, Dave Norwood on Twitter says he just sends back the line, "Gee, Ricky, I'm sorry your mom blew up." And he, <laughs> like I sent I sent my tweet, that scene happened yeah, yeah. in literally 20 seconds later. This dude sent this line, and I lost it all over again. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's just hysterical. Yeah, man. Too so, bad John Cusack didn't didn't like the film. Yeah, what's his deal, man? He just thought it didn't. Did he get a Q-tip up his butt or what? He just thought that it didn't. Um, represent him he feels felt like he lied even uh, he was lied to about you know what the movie was about and everything uh even was he, he not, sat he sat in the edit bay with with holland to edit the film like, was he not there like was he not there on set when I they were cooking an octopus I, he was I in that know. scene he was i don't <laughs> he know was there. maybe he thought it was supposed to be funnier or supposed to be i don't know i don't i don't know cusack just does not strike me as the kind of person who would be heavily into the absurd themes yeah I, I kind of get this feeling that John is kind of a serious-minded man, and it may be that he took the absurdity as silliness or foolishness mm-hmm. and thought it was over the top. I don't know. I say I don't know him. I know that he has apparently, according to you know Charles Demar and the people from last year, he has mellowed a bit. 
but you can see him being one of those serious, intense, artisty guys. And I can, you know, oh, yeah. I can say there's with, nothing wrong uh, with, with that. such classics as a 2012 and Hot yeah. Tub Time Machine. Yeah. Gross Point Blank. You know yeah, what? That one's actually better than 2012. That was a mean and judgy remark. <laughs> and I am offended that you would make. He, he was, was in 1408. 1408 was scarily scary and ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Don't watch that movie. That movie's scary. No, that movie's a way over the top. Don't watch that, man. But you know what? I forgive him anything for say everything or for everything for say anything. Is that with the boombox over his head? Yes. Yeah. This dude was in every like 80s romantic comedy, wasn't he? You know, he was in um, 16 Candles. Oh, yeah. And he plays one of the nerds. I mean, he's in the, he's like a background nerd. There's a, John Cusack, he was like, Older than 50. he's like fifty five, yeah, something like page. that. He's I was thinking, I, I'm on his Google right now because I was like, I bet John Cusack owns a bird because he's, he's weird. <laughs> so maybe I don't know. Um, John Cusack bird didn't if, do. If you watch uh, Sixteen Candles, he is one of uh, Farmer Ted's uh, friends mm-hmm. and just kind of hangs out in the background. I don't think he has a speaking line in that movie. Sixteen Candles, oh. I believe, also has uh, a John Cusack's sister in it. Huh. Joan Cusack yeah. as the woman in as the girl in braces or in the neck brace. Yeah. Joan's in a lot of the things that John is. in. Yeah. 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 Have you ever seen 16 candles? No. Uh, okay. So in December, because December is a happy time, <laughs> maybe. Oh, starting in starting the Thanksgiving week. Yeah. We will have a John Hughes marathon. How many movies. more does he have? We watch John Hughes. Yeah. How many Holy crap. Does he have planes, trains and automobiles. Oh, I've seen Baby that. Stay 16 out. candles. Okay, I haven't seen that. Baby uh, stay uh, out. Uh, uh, we've seen, uh, Baby, birthday, Baby stay out. birthday club. Yeah. Um, Breakfast club. Baby, Club. Baby stay out. Uh, Ferris Bueller's day off. Okay. I've seen oh. that. Uh, home alone. Matthew. What? <laughs> so we can, we can get in five weeks. We can get, um, the essential John Hughes films, right. uh, knocked out. You know in, what? In These are John Hughes movies. Home Alone 2. Wait, how is that a John Hughes movie? John Hughes made it. Oh, did he really? Yes, John Hughes made Home Alone. He made oh, the Beethoven great. movies. He made, uh, what's that That's one? That's why we're looking at the, the, the essential John Hughes. I mean, Home what's Alone the one is with like. Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly and uh, Brad from money. Pulp Fiction. Brad from Pulp Fiction. And- Curly Sue. No, 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 no. The guy who gets shot, the guy who gets shot in the head in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who gets shot is, uh, he wants to be rich and he works at like a strip mall and Jennifer Connelly is, it's like her first movie and she's in like a tank top throughout the movie. And she's this weird girl that everybody thinks is loose and crazy, but it turns out she's sweet and manic pixie. And they spend the night in a target and, and criminals. Oh, I know. Yeah. 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 What the heck was that called? career opportunities or something like that. Well, he was only, that was only written by him though. Yeah. It's career opportunities. Yeah. And he did Beethoven movies and he did baby stay out. Wow, and he okay. did, so he did a lot of baby stay out, okay, but too. keep in mind. Okay. <laughs> if you're, if we're talking John Hughes films, we should be talking about, you know, movies that he's directed, not written. Oh yeah. That's a little bit different. Oh. So Curly Sue. Yeah. Written by uh, uncle, not Buck. directed by, <laughs> He directed both Curly Sue and Uncle Buck. <laughs> Do not question me on this. He didn't direct The Great Outdoors. I didn't say that was a movie we should watch. No one did. Uh, <laughs> uh, what about Some Kind of Wonderful? Oh, uh, right. So apparently we're going to watch a lot of John Hughes. That's, that's coming up in a coming Long months. time. I got long some time. other things that we'll watch weird in, science. Uh, in late October. Ooh, did yay. he write Weird Science? No, he didn't. I don't think. Uh, maybe he wrote Weird Science. 
I know he directed it. Yeah, he he wrote Weird Science. Okay. So, you know, everyone, you have a whole list of movies that we Fight just threw me. at you that we may or may not be doing on Zach on film. You know, next week, I listed five of them. I listed five of the great John Hughes movies that you have not seen. So. But next week, we are doing, what is it called? One Crazy Summer. One another crazy Savage summer. Steve Holland movie. In fact, his last, well, he did three movies. He uh, How I Got Into College was his last movie, but One Crazy yeah. Summer. So. Better Off Dead shows high school life, even though mm-hmm. it's done by a bunch of 30-year-olds, right? Sure. Um, Look past it. Yeah. So it's high school life. Uh, one Crazy Summer is that time period between graduation, which mm-hmm. is probably the funniest scene in the entire movie. I'm not going to spoil it for you. And everything that happens during My Crazy Summer. All right. Okay? I like so it. it's that transition into uh, sure. college, Good which, time. again, ties into this theme of transitions that we're doing from with directors uh, as we look at- uh, Is it the same time uh, period that- Confused and- um. Uh, everybody wants some. Was an American Graffiti kind of in that in that time zone after graduation before college? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right that? Yeah, it was okay. uh, the night before um, Opie leaves, or right, not Opie, right, but right, right. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? What's his leaves name? for Left. college. Hooper. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Hooper. So uh, one crazy summer, <laughs> Mister Mister Hooper Han. and Opie, Hooper and Opie, Hooper and Opie and Han Solo yeah. are cruising with uh, with Laverne and Shirley. Right, and Tony from Taxi. And uh, what's her face from Three's Company? Oh, Lord, we are drowning yeah, in old there. references. Just, this is why you need to watch these movies so that you understand these references. I mean, there was still Zachary, a lot of them. Do you understand that this is why this show exists? Because you haven't been watching the movie. You will. I Most of those were television shows you just referenced. Yeah, and? Yeah, what's we don't point? watch television on this show. We, we talked about Stranger Things. Mr. Holland's Opus. Okay. Yeah. Richie Cunningham. That's Richie, TV. Little, little Opie Cunningham. Yeah. Mr. Holland's Opus. Han Solo and, is a movie. Okay, Han Solo is Indiana, a movie. Indiana Jones. Come on. All right. Cooper. You know Three's Company. You know who's Cooper company, from right? Jaws. Three. You've seen Jaws, right? You know Three's Company? You know Chrissy I, from Three's I Company? I know the show. I okay. mean, I don't watch it. But okay. It's, like, it's 2016. You know Laverne and Shirley? I, I know the name. I never oh, watched it. God damn it. What, did, did they you know literally what? raise you? you should. In, I literally oh, watched well, no, the whole Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I've had this discussion before. This is the problem why Matthew and I, and and a lot of people in our generation, <laughs> get a lot of these references. Yeah. Uh, mainly because we were brought up poorly. Yeah. Um, and because <laughs> I, we were told, I'll have you know, I was well raised by a 32 inch Sylvania <laughs> television set. Yes, that's what I'm saying. We were raised by the television, yeah. And our television selection was very, very limited, right? So we had right. either movies we could go to or we could watch television, the three, four channels, whatever. We had limited television, and a lot of times to save money, those channels would run reruns from shows that were off the air for already 20 years by the time we watched them. So Gilligan's Island, Laverne, I mean, Laverne and Shirley was still live, but I mean, you look at Brady Bunch, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. uh, We get to see uh, Tom and Jerry cartoons, Bugs Bunny cartoons, Popeye cartoons, the the Max Fleischer. Yeah, good times. All that stuff that we get to watch through reruns and syndication uh, growing up, that becomes ingrained in us so that we know these things as we get older. Mm -hmm. Um, For your generation... Uh, and other generations too. We see, and I forget what year HBO started, 70 something. Uh, six. With the proliferation of cable channels and the micro networks and everything, mm-hmm. your attention span is divided to where you really only have time to watch Big Brother, Bachelor, 
Bachelorette, <laughs> and whatever. You I, know, mean, uh, I mean, that's uh, not what I watch. <laughs> Emerald Lagasse's on the road thing. Yeah, whatever, yeah, you sure. know, you're you're not you yeah. are not the watching. simple life with Paris Hilton. I Carly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you are you are limited in your ability to rewatch television. Whereas yeah. in our case. Hey, it's a Thursday. It's a Thursday night in uh, 1982, mm. and it's yep. the summertime. Well, I guess we're watching a rerun of Cosby Show. Right. Well, and it's even worse now. I don't have cable because the right. only reason I've watched all of Seinfeld, which went off when off air when I was like eight, is because it was on like TBS all the time. You yeah. know, and I right. watched. Yeah. All so that's how, that's yeah. how you know this. So yeah, my theory is is that people will people who are who have a long experience of being part of culture, part of media and, and drowning in it like we were as kids find more enjoyment and get more of the references in the Simpsons yeah. than younger kids who have not seen any of that stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or don't have a frame of reference for that stuff. Yeah. And well, it's good and it's bad, but my theory is why you haven't seen some of this stuff or why you don't get these references that we're making about American graffiti you were never forced to watch Mork and Mindy 50 different, 50 <laughs> times the same episode because there was nothing else on. Mm-hmm. And I think it, there's, there's also something to be said about modern sensibilities for uh, showrunners tend to be arc based things where if you catch a Ted Mosby episode, you know, basically where you are in Ted's journey to his wife. When we were kids, the shows were designed to be recycled and not have solid beginning or ending points. And oh, even yeah. the ones that had, like, Good Times has a final episode, but it's not a final episode that's like, and here's how we wrap everything up. Mm-hmm. It's a final episode where they're just like, yep, everybody gets a happy ending. And then tomorrow on TBS, you'll see episode one. Oh, but even then it wasn't TBS. It was, well, I guess some people had Superstation, but WTBS. It, it was just turn it on to channel 41 and there's your good times at mm-hmm. 630. Yep. yep. Or, and here's WKRP right after that, leading up into your seven o'clock hour. And, you know, so I, I think that a lot of this stuff is lost because we have so much that we can be drowning in. I mean, uh, I, apparently, according to Neil deGrasse Tyson, back in the uh, 1800s, early 1800s, you could be a person that could easily read every book that had ever been printed. Yeah. Yeah. And now you can't. No. It's impossible. So we bring, we we have shows like Zach on film that not only cover, you know, classic films, which you should have seen. Yeah. But also these rare gems like Better Off Dead that you must see. Which is, which is, which is worth everything. It is. Eventually um, we'll get around to say anything. One day, one day. But the, Next week is One Crazy Summer. In the meantime, head over to Majorspoilers.com where you can find this podcast posting page and you can give a uh, answer. Of, you've, have you ever walked into the shower with your socks on? That'd yeah, be great. No. Let us know if you ever have. And, in no. the, and you can also check out all the other great podcasts coming out from Major Spoilers each and every day. Uh, while you're there, click on that Amazon.com link where you can buy the only place you can buy Better Off Dead <laughs> is Amazon. Because Hastings is closed. Hey, Hastings is closed and it's not anywhere online. <laughs> I will say yet yeah, we're gonna fix that problem, everyone. Get but, the Blu-ray version. But yeah, I'm gonna get the Blu-ray version. It's not gonna cost you any extra when you use that link, but a little bit will come back to major spoilers to help keep shows like this going each and every week. Steven, Patreon. Patreon.com slash major spoilers if you want to see this uh, show continue and have us get to potentially years from now get to uh 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 my uh, better off whatever it is Matthew was referring to. Then <laughs> so, we yeah. need to have support. 
We need to have real, support real from you. Patreon.com slash major spoilers is how you do it. Um, as much as you want, as little as you want, everything funnels right back in to the operation of everything that we do at Major Spoiler. Patreon.com slash major spoilers. Thank you for your support. All right, Savage Steve Holland next week. See you next week on Attack on Film. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.